Welcome to another Looking Up show here on Faith FM. You are with the wonderful Shanna, who is in our producer's box today, and you're going to hear a little bit from her later on. Welcome, Shanna. Great to have you. Thanks for having me. Good to have you on board, and you're filling in for Shell, who's babysitting, I hear. How exciting. She is. She's babysitting the new Montgomery. Yes, yes, yes. Little Montgomery. And... um, you, how are you doing, my friend? Sharissa, Sharissa's here doing also well. in the studio. You keeping well? Doing well, thank you. How's, Yourself? <laughs> how's the little one doing? How's the little one doing? The tiny little one? As far as I know, <laughs> they're doing well. <laughs> oh, right. At the moment, we, we we don't know whether it's a he or a she. So what do we call it? Baby. It, baby, baby. Okay. <laughs> we can't call it it. No, we can't. No, no, we can't. <laughs> it's baby. So that's really exciting. There's nothing more exciting than waiting expectantly for the baby to arrive, especially your first one. I mean, you and Justin, this is your first mm. first rodeo of at least six. <laughs> and, um, but yeah, you're looking forward to it? Yes, with fear and trepidation and joy, <laughs> all, all mixed emotions. <laughs> uh, how's it been so far? It hasn't been too bad? It hasn't been too bad at all. Oh. Well, it's better now. It has been worse. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, it's that whole morning sickness yeah. business. Eh? Yeah. Uh, I probably will never know about that, will I? No, I hope not. No. <laughs> <laughs> Even though there is debate out there in some circles whether men can have babies, that there is some debate. Some say men can be pregnant, but some. I don't believe that will be you. <laughs> you don't think I'll be one of those that will qualify for that? Nope. <laughs> and you're with me, Danny, in case you're wondering who is this crazy person um, that begins a show like this. So on this absolutely wonderfully sunny, delicious, I would say, yeah, there's no rain out there, beautiful afternoon mm-hmm. here. Crisp. Crisp indeed Fresh. here in Wall's End. We are on the Looking Up show. So if you're tuning in for the first time, a big warm welcome to you. If you're a regular listener, great to have you. And we hope and pray that the Lord will bless you richly. If you'd like to contact us with a question or a comment or a prayer request, we'd love to hear from you. I'll give you our number. It's 4 That's 4 And we've got some amazing things to share again this week. Oh, I am so glad our listeners are back joining us because today we're just taking it up another level. We've mm. been in the book of Matthew, Matthew chapter 24, and we've been stepping through it. A lot of the first few may have been familiar to people, but now we're going to get to some really exciting things as we mm. have. And it's going to be interesting to see how the history is repeating That's itself. Right. Just phenomenal. So, folk, sit back. We'll be back with you in a little bit, but listen to Randy Travis, Precious Lord, Take My Hand. Precious Lord, take my hand, lead me on, help me stand, I'm tired, I'm weak, and I'm 
Beautiful song indeed, Charissa. Yes, Precious Lord, take my hand. Amen. And as we get nearer and nearer to the sound of the trumpet, we need to be singing and praying that song so much more. Isn't that right? Absolutely. Precious Lord, take my hand. Well, Charissa and I have the opportunity to interview someone very special, Charissa. Yeah, this I believe you know this person. I personally. know this person. I just <laughs> spent some time with him. He's my brother in law from <laughs> up in sunny Queensland. And um wanna see if he's there with us. Is my brother in law Andy or Andrew there? Can you hear us? Yeah. That I am, mate. Can you hear me? Yes, we can. Yes, we can. God bless you, Andy. <laughs> I, I just got to correct you on one thing, Danny. Sunny Queensland is a showery 17 degrees today, so it's not that sunny. <gasps> no, I was there for like five days since, what, Thursday to Tuesday, and I um, just got back last night, and it was beautiful. We had 23 degrees while I was there. It was, but that's changed now. But anyway, we, we'll still keep the name tag as Sunny Queensland. <laughs> oh boy, it's still it's still a little bit warmer than over here. But um, yeah, good old Sunny Queensland. Things have changed indeed, and that's what we want to talk to you about. Um, 
Andrew, you are a farmer. You've been a farmer for how long? Uh, so I'm second generation farmer. So my, my parents um, were farmers down in Victoria in Hillsville for 15 to 20 years. We moved up to Queensland in uh, it was about 1997. Um, where I took over the farms there and went into partnership with another guy and grew strawberries till probably about 2017, 18, and then we moved into raspberries after that. So basically for me, all of my adult life has been farming apart from when I had to go to school. Wow. So it's safe to assume you know a little bit about farming. Some may believe that, yes. <laughs> and I'm teaching him tennis, Charissa. Oh, wow. So I've been teaching Is him tennis. Is he a good student? He's a very good student. He's improving by the day. He's improving by the day. Good on you. So, yeah, the way Danny teaches is he makes you chase the ball all over the court. Uh, it's good for character building and it's good for exercise. It's good for both. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, so um, as, you know, as you know, Andrew, um, we deal with current events. Um, in light of Bible prophecy here on the Faith FM Looking Up show each and every week. And and obviously there's been a lot going on in the world um, when it comes to um, climate. Um, you know, the climate is, is literally changing uh, before our very eyes. Uh, there are different ideas as to, as to what that may be bringing that about, um, depending on who you talk to. But we are certainly seeing some major changes around the world. And, you know, we're going to be talking about this incredible heat wave, this record heat wave that has hit the UK um, in the last couple of days and there's floods and there's fires and droughts and so on and so forth. Um, now, you've been in the farming industry for, for, as you said, you know, a number of decades now, second generation farmer. You were sharing with me a phenomena that you experienced not so long ago this year for the very first time and how that impacts uh, potentially, you know, supply chains and, and that which we can find readily available in our supermarkets. Do you want to tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, so, you know, as farmers, we generally track the weather um, as close as we can to know what's happening, um, you know, know what's coming. So this year in May, um, we had a, a wetter than normal month, which is, which is not that strange. Like, you know, we had nearly 300 mil of rain on a standard, say, 50 to 100 mil for the month. The problem that it came with, though, is for the whole month, we had much higher humidity. So generally, we would experience daytime humidities at 50 to 60% because for us, it's what we call the start of the, the dry season. We experienced between 80 and 90% um, average for that month, which is very high. And then on top of that, um, we do record solar. So we record solar in what's called joules per square meter. It's basically growing sunlight hours for plants. Um, now, during winter, you know, like uh, towards the end of May, you're getting close to your winter equinox, which is your shortest day of the year. So it's going to be less anyway, but we were we experienced well below half of the growing sunlight hours that we normally would have. So wow. is what all of that done was basically put our plants to sleep. So mm. we we fell short nearly a hundred ton on <sighs> on our um target for picking. So a for May hundred tons. A hundred ton of raspberries. So for May and June we should have been up around the three hundred ton. We only got about one hundred and ninety odd tons. So mm. and we haven't seen that before, you know, like we've we've always May is one of our easier months in terms of weather. It's usually calm, nice, it's cold at night, but beautiful days. So 
it's something that, um, you know, one week we've experienced it before, two weeks, you know, okay, you know, for May it's a bit different. But we had three and a half, nearly four weeks of that weather and, and the plants basically shut down and went to sleep like it was winter. Well, and so that delayed um, that delayed the, the picking as far as those plants were concerned because if they went to sleep, they weren't able to, to grow and, um, and develop. Oh, look, there's multiple of, of issues. Um, bees didn't come out. Bees don't come out when it's raining. So we had, we had um, issues with pollination. Um, so the fruit didn't form properly. The fruit didn't grow in size, you know, because the plants weren't actually doing much. Um, they weren't filling the fruit. The fruit wasn't sizing up. So there was multiple of issues that came out of it. And we're still feeling it now in July. So wow. blocks that should be picking have already finished. So it was, um, it was a, it was a big hit. You know, we've had, had rain issues before, but this was like, um, three in one. Wow, wow. Now, from, a, from, a, from your own personal experience and what you have sort of seen because you have been in the industry for, for many, many years and you've been able to see the trends, have you noticed not only uh, the weather, you know, the weather changing more so, more fluctuating, but have you also noticed um, other challenges that are coming the way of farmers? Like what are some of the big challenges that you are facing now maybe that you didn't face in the last you know, maybe 10, 20, 30 years ago that you have been facing in the last five to 10 years? Well, I'm sure I don't have to mention the dreaded COVID, um, you know, so that that has definitely um, given us issues with workers. So it has been much, much harder to get workers. But the flow-on effect from that is um, fertilisers, you know, with the, mm. the war over there in Russia and Ukraine, there's certain fertilisers that come out of there that we we need and can no longer get um our prices of fertilizers have gone up um as everyone knows fuel prices have gone up so in in terms of getting tougher absolutely it's getting tougher and tougher each year and and not not just because of competition because it's um it's harder to grow it's more expensive to grow you know it's it's becoming more and more difficult Mm, wow that's amazing so um, one, just one or two final questions. I don't know if Sharissa has anything that she wants to ask, um, our expert farmer that we have on the show. <laughs> um, I don't even know how to grow weeds, let alone anything that's actually useful. Um, but when it comes to Bible prophecy now, I know that you're a student of Bible prophecy. Like me, you love the book of Revelation. You love the book of Daniel. You know, you, you really love to get, um, your teeth into Bible prophecy. So, in particular, we've been looking at Matthew 24 in this series that we are in, and Jesus talked about labor pains um, intensifying in the areas of, you know, disease. You mentioned the pandemic, drought, you know, which which we're, we're well aware of, um, as, as as well as war, which you talked about, you know, the, the situation there in Ukraine. So you're seeing the labor pains intensifying, um, all these different elements sort of converging um, to create, uh, uh, I guess, a more precarious environment for those who are growing, you know, the things that we eat and that we need to eat? Um, look, you know, definitely, like I said, it, it is getting tougher and tougher, you know, now whether this is just a, a cycle where, you know, we, we're going through something due to COVID and the pandemic and it'll come back to normal or whether this is the new normal, you know, which is, which is getting worse. You know, it was only a few years ago we had, um, heat waves and, and fires around us and stuff like that. Then we went through, you know, this year we've had more rain in the first couple of months of the year than what we'd normally get in a whole year. So. Wow. 
Um, you know, some places around Queensland went into flood three times, you know, so I feel sorry for those guys. Once is bad enough, let alone three times to go under. So, look, absolutely, it, it does seem like um, things are, are becoming more rapid and, and continually, you know, new things popping up. So it's, um, I would agree, it's it's definitely looking down the, that way, isn't it? Mm, yeah, wow. Sure, so I don't know if you have anything... For Andrew, any questions for him? I don't, but I've been very much um, learning <laughs> and, and I'm trying to understand. So, yeah, it's such a different world, a farmer's world with the yeah. rain and, and depending on that. But these are definitely signs of the times, I guess, they these are. changes. So so just, just one final thought. Um, it seems what you're, what you're telling us is that the things that we take for granted, such as turning up to Coles and Woolies and Aldi and IGA and wherever else we go to buy our mm-hmm. fruit and veggies, um, that food is very much dependent on there being you know, an, equi- an equilibrium, if I got that word right, when it comes to our weather. Um, enough sunshine, enough rain, enough dryness, you know, otherwise, <laughs> otherwise it's going to impact um, and and our and our food production is just so dependent on this very sensitive, um, you know, equilibrium that we need to have in nature. Mm-hmm. No, you're 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 a hundred percent right. Like if if things change a little bit out of the ordinary, I mean, you know, there's, there's always you get a, a weather event of some sort. But um, you know, we only had three and a half weeks of a lack of sunshine, high humidity, and. You know, we, we, we lost a lot of production in a wow. very short amount of time, mm. you know, so, and it wasn't just us. It's, you know, it's all farmers around us, yeah. you know, lettuce, um, tomatoes, everything. Everybody struggled just because of that one weather event. So if they become, um, stronger and, and last longer, it's, it's only going to get harder and harder to grow food. Well, perish the thought if we had three and a half months instead of three and a half weeks um, of the plants going to sleep and what that would look like. But praise the Lord, he's holding back the wind. So, um, hey, look, and Andrew, we really appreciate your time. We know you're a busy bee. Um, yeah, we're going to be talking about bees. Um, I don't know what it's like over there, but we've got a bee problem here in our part of the world in Newcastle, which you've probably heard about. Um, yeah, you've got that bee mite that's yeah. in there, varroa mites. That's, that's right. right. That's right. So um, if it's not and one we thing. Don't want, we don't want that one to spread, so let's hope it stays down there, eh? We don't want it up here. <laughs> exactly. You've got enough challenges to deal with. So we really appreciate your time. Uh, we wish you all the best as you continue to manage um, the the farms there that, that you have, um, yeah, um, charge over. And, yeah, thank you again for joining us on the Looking Up Show. No worries, guys, and thank you for the great work that you do, eh? Thank, thank you, you, and God bless. God bless you, Andy. See you later. Well, wow. sure is so. Yeah, and, um, you know, just talking to him, because we've been talking about this, um, and I was there, like I said, for the weekend, and he was just sharing with me this phenomenon. I'm like, wow, you know, the way God has created our world, mm-hmm. you know, everything to function just so well when, when, it's, when everything's in sync, you know, when we've got... You know, I guess equilibrium is 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 the right word, isn't it? It's such a big word. It's what a big word. I know, I know. Word. I say it with fear and trepidation, <laughs> thinking, "What am I sprouting off here?" It may sound good, but it may be out of context. But you know, just that 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 balance. Yeah. I think that's what I'm looking for. You know, and that, it's that balance. balance in in nature, yeah. so that 
plants and animals mm. can survive so that life can exist. It's the balance in the solar system yeah. so that life can even exist on this planet. Yeah. So, so much. Even even our bodies. Our bodies, You know, yeah. just mental, you know, physical, the spiritual, the social, yeah. you know, having a balance between all of that. And, um, yeah, it's really interesting because when it comes to that, um, I was reading, um, uh, you know, we talked about briefly about this heat wave in Europe. And this is having oh, a yeah. huge impact. I mean, there there are fires um, in a number of in a number of countries like Portugal and Spain. I mean, the UK first time ever. If we've got any yeah. listeners, I'm sure we've got plenty of listeners from the UK. Um, I bumped into a few when I was there in the Reedy Creek Church. We've got people that listen to us that go to the well, Reedy Creek Seventh Day Adventist so Church. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Dave and his wife from the Log Cabin. Um, they're, they're avid listeners to the Looking Up show. And anyway, for the first time since records began, temperatures reached 40 degrees Celsius in the UK, um, mm. 40.3 degrees at a at a little place, some small village called Coningsby mm-hmm. in there in the Midlands of yes. England. And you've got fires raging in Spain. Yeah. And then I'm looking here and you've got record rainfall in China causing severe floods and landslides. Wow. wow. Yeah. As well as a scorching heat wave that's led to power outages, crop failures, and yeah, even COVID workers collapsing from heat stroke wow. in their hazmat suits. Portugal, check this out. 47 degrees last week. What? A new July. 47. 47 degrees. Wow. I mean, that's, that, that, that's even off our Richter scale. We don't have anything, <laughs> you know, that, that comes, that, that gets close to that. That's just Amazing. you. So there's so much going on. Um, there's farmers that are protesting um, for various reasons, um, restrictions that are being put in place. You know, in yeah. Holland, Holland is the second largest producer of agriculture in the world after the US. Amazing. Only 17 million people, but they produce a ton. So there's so much going on, Sherry. So we're going to come back with some more news mm-hmm. headlines after the news and, um, and after this music. So don't go away, folk. We're going to share with you a little bit more, and then we're going to get into our Bible study in a little bit. So Jimmy Nick. Great is thy faithfulness. Great is thy faithfulness, O God, my Father. There is no shadow of turning with thee. Thou changest not thy compassions, they fail not. As thou hast been now forever with me Summer and winter, springtime and harvest Sun, moon and stars in Horses above Join with whole nature In manifold witness To thy great faithfulness Mercy and love Great is thy faithfulness Great is thy faithfulness Oh, I have needed thy hand, hath provided. 
for sin and a peace that endureth. Thine own dear presence to cheer and to guide. I'll strength for today and bright hope for tomorrow. Blessings are mine with ten thousand beside. Oh, great is thy faithfulness. Great is thy faithfulness. Morning by morning, new mercies I see. Oh, I have needed thy hand and provided. Great is thy faithfulness. Oh, great is thy faithfulness. Great is thy faithfulness. Lord, unto me. Listening to Faith FM, positively different radio. The Breakfast Show: Bits worth repeating. In Acts nine, how did Paul escape those who were plotting to kill him? Was it? This is multiple choice. Oh. A. He rode out of town on a donkey. Uh-huh. B. He walked through their midst unrecognized. Uh-huh. C. He stowed away on a ship. Or D. He was lowered over the wall in a basket. Or E. He was flown out <laughs> in an attack helicopter. <laughs> Please just ignore Lawson. <laughs> this was a segment from the Breakfast Show. Join in each weekday morning here on Faith FM. Hey everyone, you're listening to a repeat of our live show, Looking Up. That's right, and if you think this is good, you'll definitely want to tune in on Wednesdays at 3.30 to join us for the live event, because you can actually participate. There's a free giveaway that you can claim, you can text in your questions and prayer requests. Live is so much more fun, so catch you then. Faith looks Great to have you on the Looking Up show for this Wednesday afternoon. And I hope and pray you're doing well wherever you are listening from. Amen. But whether you're a first-timer or a every-timer, uh, we're glad you're back with us. Now, the number if you want to contact us uh, with a question or a comment um, or a prayer request mm-hmm. is 4 Triple eight one seven six two four. You should lock that in your phone. O four triple eight one seven six two four. As well, we need to let you know, Sharissa, we have an app. There's a Faith FM app we where do, they can do. tap into all the previous mm-hmm. programs. Mm-hmm. You go there; they're all there as podcasts. So mm-hmm. just find the Looking Up program, and you can listen. Indeed, indeed, and you can catch up because um, in a little bit we'll be going to our Bible study. We're not quite sure when that will be because there's just so much going on in the world. There is, there is. Uh, once upon a time we used to just have one segment dealing with this, whereas now we're struggling to contain it in two segments. At least we have nothing short to talk about. Oh, there's always there's always <laughs> something to talk about. Um, I'm a reasonably shy person, but I just find things to talk about. Can you believe that? No. I believe it. No. <laughs> now, I do want to say a big, big thank you to Sharissa and her family. I had lunch with them today. 
How exciting. And, um, and we've still got some food left. Can you believe it? I know. I know. I'm a, I'm a big talker and a big eater. But the food was great. And it came to us. Um, we had a beautiful lasagna, a plant-based lasagna from the Higgins family. <laughs> yep. What's her name? Liesl. Liesl, that's it, Liesl. Liesl Higgins. So, Liesl, if you're listening, big thank you. The, the It'll be las- a big surprise to her that you ate her lasagna. Oh, it was, it was delicious. I mean, if it wasn't rude to go thirds, I would have gone thirds. You could but have gone thirds. I know, I know, but my wife's told me just go seconds. Don't go beyond seconds. It's rude. You know, you look like you're starving. It's a bad look for me that people will think I'm not feeding you and it's just because I'm skinny, yeah. you know what I mean? And if I start going for thirds and fourths, they'll be like, oh, that poor guy, that woman, you know, she just doesn't feed him as she ought to and so forth. So it's a bad look. So she's told me, look, just well, keep it at seconds. Well, we wouldn't have minded, but. It was great. I thoroughly enjoyed it. And your slice, you made a delicious slice. That peanut butter slice? It was a carob fudge. Oh, okay. Um, was, there, was there something? But it had peanut butter in it. Was there peanut butter in it? Definitely. Oh, there you go. I knew it had something to do with peanut butter. I mean, it all tastes like delicious. It was That's absolutely good. delicious. So that was really nice. And so I had a great time with Hovick yes. and Edie. They are the parents of Justin. That's right. And they've been hanging out with you guys for how long? Four weeks. Four weeks. And when the baby arrives, God willing, in what, January? January. They're planning on staying for at least six months, I hear. (laughs) You have encouraged them that way. (laughs) (laughs) I have encouraged them in that way. So so that's going to be exciting. So if you guys are listening in right now, big hello to you guys. And Justin's doing He's, He's doing, doing well. one day at a time. One day at a time. It's a challenge. It's it a is. challenge. But keep, God is good. Keep him in prayer. The Lord is indeed good. And um, he's almost at the end of his treatment. Mm-hmm. And um, then it's, I guess it's just building up that strength right. again. Yep. And uh, for those that have experienced um, cancer and have had to go through chemo, you'll know that it's really taxing on your mm-hmm. body mm-hmm. or radio therapy mm-hmm. and it takes time to recover doesn't it just, it does just, indeed yeah so we'll continue to keep him in prayer but he's looking up praising the lord as always and um yeah we're praying about that look danny we just we just got a text from a listener oh we did who is it and what they say well, it says thanks danny and sharissa for your program love listening to you both dave and margaret log cabin camp oh that's the folk They're david friends. and margaret yeah i met them on saturday it was so exciting to that's meet so listeners in person good to have you joining us great david to have you guys joining us great to hear from you and we praise the lord that you are enjoying the show and um we want to tap into a few more stories oh, there's um, so many yeah stories. there are so more stories so i want to hand over to you you've got a few really interesting well, ones there's a couple of connected ones the first one is and we've mentioned it before but there is a parasite that's causing a lot of damage to bees Mm. and beehives and their health here in New South Wales in Newcastle actually I've spoken to two farmers in the last couple of days Mm -hmm. both have beehives and uh, they've both been hit hard and they're saying one said this might this parasite is like it's like the bee equivalent of COVID Mm. (laughs) it's just really knocking about you know, yeah. their their livelihood there. So um, that's one thing. That's mm. And, of course, there's so much that depends on the oh, health of bees absolutely. in our absolutely. ecosystem. The other thing that's connected to that is foot and mouth disease has mm. been detected in Australia. This is breaking news as so, of today. So we have feared mm-hmm. that it was coming. Um, precautions have been taken, mm-hmm. but... 
Are you telling me breaking news right it's now breaking as news we speak? Right now, there are fears that this could deliver an eighty billion dollar blow to the Australian economy. Whoa, so that's hectic. I don't know. I know news headlines are pretty alarming as they are, but we can hope and pray that let's this hope and pray doesn't that, get as bad as they. Yeah, think let's it hope could. and pray they can somehow contain it. Yeah. Um, yeah. My daughter, um, she was in Bali with a friend of hers and. She's arrived back home, so I'm going to be interested to hear from her what she had to go through at the airport. You oh, know, yeah. Um, in order to hopefully keep keep that at bay. Yeah, look, all these things are telling us that we are living in precarious time. You had another, you had another just, item there. Just one. It was about something I'm not very knowledgeable on, but finance. <laughs> and again, another news headline from today. Westpac has increased its home loan variable interest rates for a second time. Um, but what's interesting, I just want to quote to you this quote. Somebody named uh, Rate City Research Director Sally Tyndall, she said, it's hard to believe that just a year ago Westpac was offering a two-year fixed rate of 1.89% for owner-occupiers. Now that rate has almost tripled to 5.39%. In the space of how long? Just two years. Less two years two in the years. space of 24 months. Mm-hmm. Less than that. From under 2% to 539 Wow. Wow. And, folk, this is telling us that we have only one place to put our faith and trust in. Mm-hmm. Um, I really wish it was different. I remember making this prediction last year, not that I'm a prophet or a son of a prophet, though I have a name of a prophet, um, but I just I just had a feeling that this year was going to be more challenging than even last year. You remember me saying that? And you you like, say that every year, and, and you're uh, always right. <laughs> and the reason is the reason is those labor pains are intensifying, they Sharissa. Are. They are indeed. So we only have Jesus to really look to. And when I was in, when I was at the Reedy Creek Seventh Day Adventist Church just this past weekend, mm-hmm. um, they, they asked me to talk about. That's up you in know, Queensland. Yeah, that's that's on the Gold Coast, mm-hmm. on the Gold Coast there in Queensland. Beautiful bunch of people. Love the people there. They were just so hospitable, so friendly, and just so much wanted to hear the word of God, and so much they want to share their faith. So I was there to encourage them to share their faith um, and, and you know, that this is our primary business. I mean, Jesus said the gospel, the good news of salvation needs to go to the whole world and then the end will come. And so that is our, that is our main business, you know, our primary task that Jesus himself has given us. And the good news is that this world does not have what it takes to bring about peace and happiness and safety and joy and prosperity because mm-hmm. sadly things will get worse. And Amen. that's an illustration of that. Yeah. What have you got? Well, I've got a few other things. Um, uh, just just quickly, there, there is so much, um, and we're just sort of skimming the surface, but um, you, you, you'll be aware, Sharissa, we've talked about this in the past, that China for a number of years now has had a social credit system mm-hmm. that we've they've rolled out. We've talked about that a little bit. Yeah, we have. And, um, you know, and... And people out in the West, they said, look, that's China. You know, they're very different. You know, it's a, it's a communist system of government and way of life. In Australia, we've got democracy. And in the Western world, you know, we've got democracies and freedoms and liberties. But we know that when COVID came to town, um, a lot of those, you know, freedoms we took for granted um, were, were literally taken away from us um, uh, in the context of a pandemic and an emergency, a health emergency. I'm, I'm reading through the, the, the news headlines and I discover that Italy, okay, Italy, part of the Eurozone, this mm-hmm, is a Western mm-hmm. nation, 
is creating a new social credit app wow. to reward citizens for virtuous behavior. Interesting. So this is Italy now. So uh-huh. we're no longer talking China. We're talking Italy now. Um, <laughs> this is really interesting. This is really interesting. It says um, social credit apps, if poorly developed or used, can lead to serious limitations on and violations of citizens' rights and freedoms, as well as discriminatory practices. Nevertheless, the article, this is how it begins, Italy has created a new social credit app to reward citizens for virtuous behavior. So, you know, those those who are you know, into liberty, the libertarians, mm-hmm. they're, they're like the alarm bells are going. You know what I mean? This is like not heading in the right direction. And, um, and so it's interesting that um, these, these things are beginning to spread more and more. And because we've got technology at our fingertips, you know, there's AI everywhere. Um, you know, we've got cameras. Things came out. Yeah, everywhere. Exactly. <laughs> we talked about that last time, facial yeah, recognition and so forth. So why I bring that up is Revelation 13 talks about an end-time context where there's going to be a social credit system mm. whereby if you are not following the, the, you know, the narrative that's going to be rolled out worldwide, mm-hmm. which we're going to talk a little bit about today in our Bible study, we're just going to get started, but there's so much more we're going to look at that, you're going to be shut out. Yep. You know, your credit will be so low, According to the book of Revelation, chapter 13, you will not be able to buy or sell. I love how you worded that, a social credit thing. Yeah. And so I that, thought about it in yeah, those words. So before. that is where we're going. And um, so that's really fascinating. That's in Italy. Yep. Um, so they're looking to experiment with that. And so that's, um, yeah, that's looking to be uh, rolled out. Um, on, to, on to other things. Let me see. What else did I have here? Um yeah, we talked about, oh, this, this one's really interesting. Our, our former Prime Minister of Australia. This was the headline in the ABC News. Um, this was, I think, yesterday, if I remember correctly. Scott Morrison urges Perth, he was at a Pentecostal church there in Perth, Perth ch- churchgoers to put faith in God, not governments, <laughs> in mental health speech. Um, you know, he, he basically said, according to this article, um, he encouraged churchgoers that they should put their trust in God, not governments, during a speech focusing on anxiety in Perth. He says, we trust in him. We don't trust in governments. We don't trust in United Nations. And he says, thank goodness for that. We trust in all those things, fine as they might be, and as important a role as they play. But he says, we ought to be trusting in God first and foremost. Mm-hmm. And that's what the Looking Up show is all about. Indeed. Focusing on God, looking, look, to Jesus. looking to Jesus, and we put our faith and trust completely in him. We pray for our government leaders, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and we need to do that, but we need to be praying for yeah, praying for our government leaders, but we also need to be trusting in God alone. Mm-hmm. Here's another really interesting headline. This is from our federal treasurer. Okay, so it doesn't get any more from the horse's mouth. Okay, our federal treasurer, do you know his name? No, I don't. You don't know his name? I'm not very good with finance. (laughs) Jim Chalmers, Jim Chalmers. And this is what he said just a couple of days ago. Jim Chalmers, this was a headline in The Guardian. Jim Chalmers warns of confronting inflation and wages forecast in July economic update. And he says, he says, the current... Global economic situation, and I'm quoting now his words. He says, is in a, and these are his words, difficult 
if not dangerous place mm. due to the high debt and rising interest rates that are seeking to combat inflation around the world. Mm. So he says, you know, our world, our world economy is in a difficult, if not dangerous place. Well, I could certainly say that's true from many different uh, countries' perspectives yeah. right now, I think, especially with the war Absolutely. that's happening over in Ukraine. There's lots of countries and economies being impacted. Absolutely. So, um, so folk, once again, going back to, I was going to say ScoMo, um, <laughs> former Prime Minister Scott Morrison yeah. um, and his words, you know, we need to put our faith and trust in God, Charissa. And I don't know about you, but... Um, uh, the closer we come to the coming of Jesus, obviously the more upheaval we mm-hmm, will see. Mm-hmm. You know, the Bible tells us that the labor pains analogy that Jesus gave us. You know, Revelation seven talks about the four winds that the angels are holding back. They're going to be released slowly but surely as time goes by, and as you know, as we turn our backs on God, sadly, and His ways and His will. There's no other way. It really is there, other than to put your faith and trust in God. Jesus said, I am the way, the mm. truth, and the life. So what if people want to um, connect with God? What about if they want to study the Bible? Can they? Can we help them in any way? We certainly can. If you're interested in learning more about what the Bible has to say about today and how Jesus can make a difference in your life, I'd encourage you to text your details through to our program number, actually, zero four triple eight seventeen sixty two four. And we'd love to help connect you with a local Faith FM rep who can help you. Absolutely. So, folk, if you want to study the Bible, give us a tingle. In the meantime, we're about to get into our Bible study, but sit back and listen to this song, a beautiful song from Chelsea Moon and the Franz Brothers. How firm a foundation.
Enjoyed their faith. Faith. I was going to say their fast-paced song. Wasn't that? Wasn't that something to get the blood moving? If you were falling asleep before, you're awake now. You are well and truly <laughs> awake. Our our producer Shanna came up with that song <laughs> Wednesday afternoon. Few probably starting to doze off. You know what it's like after a big lunch. You start dozing off yeah, in the afternoon. You look at the green grass and it turns blue. Absolutely blue grass. It was all blue green. It's all blue. Absolutely. <laughs> Just when you thought things couldn't get worse. <laughs> well, Sharissa, we've got another exciting interview for our listeners that are joining two in us. One day, two yes, in one day. indeed. And then after that, we're going to be we're going to be sharing our giveaway right now, and then you're going to go with the interview. Yeah. So because it all goes together. Last day events. All right. So this is the book we're giving away. Last day events. We've got four of this book. Okay. Is Jesus about to come? This is written. Um, more than a century ago, um, on this very theme, Ellen, Ellen G. White is the author and, um, her writings on this theme of last day events in chronological order, um, to a degree have been taken and compiled. It's a compilation mm. and it's fantastic. Is Jesus about to come? And this book was put out in 1992. And you said that she wrote this over a century oh, ago. Oh, over a century ago. Wow. And it's um, relevant to today. Oh, more relevant today than when it was written. That is a book you want to get your hands on, people. Last day events. You need this book. It's so encouraging. It deals with revival, deals with, um, you know, what's coming, how to hold on to Jesus, how to have faith, mm-hmm. um, you know, how to, how to have peace in the midst of the storm. It's a fantastic book. And, um, I encourage you to keep looking to Jesus. Oh, absolutely. It really will encourage you. And, um, it's, it's a wonderful book. So, uh, this book is available to four of our listeners. The first four. First four. The first four that'll call in when we give the code word. And they will text. They will text. What did I say? Call. Call. No. no. <laughs> Don't listen to me. Listen to Sharissa. <laughs> No, no. Oh, they know that by now. They know our listeners know not to listen to me, but to pay attention to you when it comes to details, no, no. <laughs> because I always get it wrong. So yeah, text us the code word, and we'll give that to them in the next segment. Will we? Yeah, we should. So so they'll be ready with the yeah, number, which idea. is o four triple eight one seven six two four. That's o four triple eight one seven six two four. 
Pencil that in your phone because yeah, this is our looking up special number. I would save that to your contacts. Save that indeed. Save, save that, that to, number. Indeed. Yep. All right, Sharissa, my friend, yeah, over to you. Well, look, since Shanna is here in studio as our producer today, we thought it would be great to interview her because she's just come back from an exciting event. Shanna, what was this event called? Hey, hey. So I just came back from an event called Youth Rush. And we're running it out in Tamworth, so a bit of a bit of a ways away. Uh-huh. But yeah, had an awesome time out there sharing different Christian literature. Okay, so a whole bunch of youth rushed to Tamworth to share literature. What did you do with that literature? And can you share with us an exciting story? Yeah, sure. So we got a group of young people together. We ended up having over the two weeks between eight to 12 young people out on the doors, which was super exciting. Um, and sharing books that lead people to search the scriptures. Mm. That's really what we're trying to trying to share in the community with, with the times we're living in, the different things we've been talking about. Um, being able to get in the community, talk to people, share about the faith that we have and what Jesus has done in our lives and give them books that can lead them to finding more truth and knowing Jesus as a personal friend. That's what we're trying to do. So we're sharing books like The Great Controversy, Steps to Christ. Um, we had other health books, so like a healthy cookbook, um, a book called Plants That Heal, different books like that just to yeah encourage people in their walk. And mm-hmm. yeah, it was it's awesome. And so you go to people and you just give them the book or do what do you do with them? So we leave them all on donation basis, okay. which is a real, really awesome method because it helps us keep doing what we're doing. And also um, when people give a donation, it shows that they really value the books. Mm-hmm. So we had lots of amazing um, stories and experiences, but one of one um, of the young people or two of the young people that were knock, knocking on a door and they just said, oh, would you be interested in helping out with a small donation just to help us keep doing what they're doing? Because he wasn't really interested in, interested in any of the books. He came back with two handfuls full of coins, wow. <laughs> of $2 coins. Wow. wow. It ended up being, I think, $192. Wow. <laughs> and they were like, okay, I think we can keep doing this. <laughs> Praise wow. the Lord. Wow. And that was for one book? Well, they ended up saying, you need our favorite book. (laughs) So they they gave him the great controversy and he was very grateful for that. That's so cool. So um, if someone wants to learn more about these books, is there like a website they could go to to see what you guys sell or just wait till the youth rush rushes to their area maybe? Well, it's normally normally when they knock on your door, but there also is a website, um, magabooks.org.au, which you can find more of those books on. Um, But yeah, it's just really amazing. Like there's so many people hurting and suffering out there. And I just Mm. remember meeting in those two weeks, several people, almost daily, someone who had cancer, someone who had a death in their family or a friend and just being able to go to their door and just be able to, one lady I was able to read a section of the book with because she was blind and couldn't read. And another, another group of guys, they, you know, they would just been here from Fiji recently and they wanted some reading material. And they're like, we're all Christians in Fiji. What, what <laughs> books do you have? And they've got a great controversy, a desire of ages wow. and steps of Christ. And so there's many opportunities where yeah, where those books can really touch people's lives and change people's lives. So mm. it was a blessing to be a part of. That's Amen. so wonderful because you know what? When people go, like you left their home or when the church services end, when the radio stations are not in reach, books are always mm. there to speak. And um, that's so cool that they have this literature in their homes. Amen. Amen. That's wonderful to have the young people involved on the school holidays. Yeah. You know, sharing messages of hope on the yeah. school holidays. That could easily be video gaming or scrolling or whatever, mm-hmm. but they've chosen to spend their time sharing messages for eternity, inviting people to look up 
and prepare for the soon return of Jesus. Amen. Did and you say anything about our radio program looking up Shanna? <laughs> did you mention yeah, it? Yeah, so you we did. were actually handing out flyers for the new Faith FM station that's been put up in Tamworth in oh, the last wow. two weeks. Wow. So we were sharing with people. I also met a group of girls and like, oh, we went to the to the dinner that the church ran. And um, she's like, I already have the app. I'm already listening. Wow. So people are listening out there. It's very exciting. Oh, praise the Lord. So, so if cool. there's anyone in Tamworth. Yeah, please text us. We text us. Listening. We want to hear from someone in Tamworth. If you're in Tamworth and you're, look, you're listening right now and you're looking up, <laughs> send us a text to let us know. And by the way, there's, I understand there's about 200 of these Faith FM stations. Sorry. Let me start again. 200 of these Faith <laughs> FM uh, antennas oh, um, around yeah. Australia, which I think covers, I don't know, someone said five, six million or something. Do you remember what the numbers were of it's, the population or like more or 10 million? Most of the population. Yeah. Lots of our populations within reach. Yeah, of the of the actual of radio antennas radio. and obviously everyone's So I make it reach. a daily prayer. Lord, please lead more people to listen to this Absolutely. Station. Well, we spoke of a lady, Courtney. I'm not sure if she's listening right now, but she gave her heart to the Lord and was baptized Amen. and joined the Seventh-day Adventist Church family as a result of the Looking Up show. So we I got praise a the Lord story for real quick. Oh, There's go a for guy it. who walked into our local church in Hamilton here in Newcastle and his father had, he sadly passed away, but his dad got a radio. And when he got the radio, it was already tuned to Faith FM. And he just never changed the station. Oh, wow. And he told his son just before he died, he said, we've got to get to a Seventh-day Adventist Sabbath-keeping church. Wow. And so that man's been coming, you know, to our church a little bit. So it's just amazing, the stories, how God mm. leads people to yeah. tune in. I'm sure angels are involved Praise in the work. And, folk, this is all part of... The final sign, the greatest sign, where Jesus said the gospel yeah. will go to the whole world as a witness to all the nations and then the end will come. And that final gospel message in a three angels message of Revelation 14, that's the end time context of the gospel. And so it is going through through the app, through radio, through the internet, you name it. It's it's reaching like tentacles throughout mm-hmm. the world. You know, there are beams of light just shining throughout, you know, entire globe. The good news that Jesus is coming back soon. Amen. That's exciting. Shanna, we, we really do thank you for that and we praise the Lord for the young people that Amen. have um, yeah, devoted their time. And there, there'll, be, there'll be people in the kingdom, Charissa. There'll be people in the kingdom as a result of young men, young women, not so young men, not so young women sharing literature, mm. you know, with people. Mm-hmm. And there are many, many stories that we could, we could, you know, air on the work of literature evangelists Amen. and literature ministry. We should maybe do more next time. Yeah, we should. We Encouraging should. everybody to be part of the running for today's prize giveaway. Absolutely. Because it's an excellent book as well. Absolutely. Yeah. All right, Sharissa. Yeah, let's go, shall time we? Time to continue to do a bit more Bible study in this series. Amen. On Matthew 24. So Let's pray. Our loving Father in heaven, we're so thankful that we can study the Bible together with our listeners on radio right now. We just invite the Holy Spirit to lead our time, to guide our discussion, and help us to keep our eyes fixed on Jesus as we study together. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So, Pastor Danny, as I mentioned at the beginning of the program, we are heading through Matthew chapter 24. Last week, we made it to verse 14. Which is pretty exciting because that is the sign that Jesus said. Yes, you'll see all of these birth pains, wars, rumors of wars, pestilences, which is diseases, which today we've seen Mm. isn't just in COVID in the human sphere, but it's also affecting the natural world and even uh, even our cattle are being Mm, affected today. 
um, e- economic distress, all of these things. These are all signs that we are nearing the end, but the end is not yet. He said the sign would be the gospel going to all the world. And this very platform is part of the fulfillment mm-hmm. of what Jesus said in Indeed Matthew 24, verse 14. Mm-hmm. But after Matthew 24, verse 14, come a whole other series of verses and maybe we can read those together. So I'm wondering if you would read for us. Maybe we can just read verses 15 to 22, and then we'll back up and walk through them. Okay, all right. So Matthew 24, verse 15 and onwards. So if you have your Bibles, I hope and pray you can follow along. Therefore, this is Jesus speaking, when you see the abomination of desolation spoken of by Daniel the prophet, standing in the holy place, whoever reads, let him understand. Then let those who are in Judea flee to the mountains. Let him who is on the housetop not go down to take anything out of his house. And let him who is in the field not go back to get his clothes. But woe to those who are pregnant and to those who are nursing babies in those days. And pray that your flight may not be in winter or on the Sabbath. For then there will be great tribulation such as has not been since the beginning of the world until this time, no nor ever shall be. And unless those days were shortened, no flesh would be saved. But for the elect's sake, those days will be shortened. Wow. <laughs> wow. wow. There's indeed. a lot there. This is a packed passage. So we'll go right back to verse 15 because I don't even know if we'll get past um, too much here. But verse 15, Therefore when you see the abomination of desolation spoken of by Daniel the prophet, so there's a reference, mm-hmm. Jesus considered Daniel a credible prophet, one that whose writings should be studied, the book of Daniel we're speaking of, standing in the holy place, whoever reads, let him understand. And then the next verse says, then when you see these things, you should flee, essentially. Flee to the mountains. Flee to the mountains. Yeah. So how do, we, how do we begin? Well, what we need to do when we're studying Bible prophecy, we always must allow Bible to interpret itself. Mm-hmm. So if Jesus here says, therefore, when you see the abomination of desolation spoken of by Daniel the prophet, we need to ask, okay, well, where does Daniel speak of the abomination of desolation and, and what and what is yes. the context? Yep. And so when you go to Daniel chapter 9, mm-hmm. you discover there that that same language is used that, that Jesus is quoting from. And maybe we can go there in Daniel chapter 9 if you like. Yep. Um, as we try and try and get to the bottom of of what Jesus here was saying, so in Daniel chapter nine, and as we're heading there, one thing is clear straight away from the passage, and that is that this abomination of desolation, whatever it is, it creates two groups on planet Earth. That's right; it divides it's two divide, groups. Yeah. Yes, just as we'll discover that Jerusalem was divided um, in seventy A.D. into two groups, as well as um, Jerusalem of old. Yes. Um, the first time it was destroyed by the Babylonians. Mm-hmm. Um, there were two groups. Yep. And so we'll look at that as we go along. Now, in Daniel chapter 9, just a bit of context, um, Daniel chapter 9 is a chapter that begins with Daniel praying mm-hmm. and asking God for forgiveness on behalf of him and his people for 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 what his nation had um sadly done in turning its back on God and the temple being destroyed and God saying, you know, 70 years are going to be given um, for you. And so here in Daniel chapter 9, he prays the prayer and then 
God tells him in verses 26 and 27 through this 70-week prophecy that that indeed will be the case that the abomination of desolation will take place. Now, we've got a little bit more to unpack in this space, but we don't have too much time to do it. So whilst whilst we have this song, I'm going to invite our listeners to be reading through verses 24 to 27, this 70-week prophecy, and we're going to look at the last part that speaks of the abomination of desolation. Daniel 9. Daniel chapter 9. So in the meantime, sit back and listen to Southern Raised. What a day that will be when Jesus comes. Love this song. There is coming a day when no heartache shall come. No more clouds in the sky and no more tears.
a beautiful song and a beautiful way to end it. The grass was green again. Oh, the grass is green, the sky's blue, the birds beautiful. are chirping. That was beautiful. what a day that will be. Amen. When my Jesus I will see. When I Amen. look upon his face, the one who saved me by his grace. I oh, mean, what a beautiful song. Amen. What a beautiful song. Thank you, Shana. That's just absolutely beautiful. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. The code word. The code word for the book, Last Day Events. So, folk, hope your fingers are well-oiled and nimble because you're (laughs) about to start texting the code word. The number is 0488817624. Lock that number into your phone. That's the Looking Up Show mobile number. And so the code word to get one of these four books which you want to have in your library to prepare you for the soon return of Jesus and to prepare others, the last day events book, the code word is... Pray. Pray. P-R-A-Y. Just do that. No emojis. Just text that one word to the number and you are in the running if you're one of the first four. So the first four listeners that text in pray will receive this book, Last Day Events, and you want to get this book. So fire away, folk. Now, Sharissa. Yes, um, we're in Daniel chapter 9. We're in Daniel chapter 9, so I've got to be really brief here, which is um, at times a bit of a challenge for me (laughs) to be brief. But anyway, uh, Daniel 9 really continues on from Daniel 8. In Daniel 8, um, Daniel asks regarding this 2,300 day, which is 2,300-year prophecy, and um, he, he thought, he thought potentially that the uh, that the Jerusalem temple would be would remain desolate for two thousand three hundred years rather than the seventy years that God prophesied through Jeremiah the prophet, which right. you read of in Jeremiah. So anyway, so in Daniel chapter nine, Daniel prays a prayer um, to beautiful God, prayer. a beautiful prayer. You want to take the time to read through that prayer from the very first verse all the way through. And in verse 24, we have Gabriel. Gabriel is sent by God. There's only four times that Gabriel appears. Once in Daniel 8 and another time in Daniel 9 and the other two times in connection with the birth of John the Baptist and the birth of Jesus. So there's a lot to that which I don't have time to get into, but that's an interesting fact. Um, Then he gives this 70-week prophecy or this uh, 70-prophetic-week prophecy, 70 times 7, 490. So it's a 490-year prophecy concerning concerning, uh, the nation of Israel, okay, mm-hmm. the Jewish nation as God's ambassadors, and that God would give them another 490 years um, to make the choice whether they would continue as God's ambassadors, which they were through Abraham um, originally. And in the last two verses of this prophecy concerning uh, Jesus Christ also and his crucifixion, and the, that he would come and be the Messiah, in the last two verses here we have the language of Jesus in Matthew 24. Mm. Um, verse 26, halfway down, it says, and the people of the prince who is to come. So this is speaking of Rome. Mm-hmm. Shall destroy the city and the sanctuary. That's speaking of 70 AD. Mm-hmm. The end of it shall be with a flood until the end of the war. Desolations are determined. So there's that word, desolations. Yep. And then in verse 27, we also have, that same that, that 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 same language that Jesus used. So sadly, the Messiah would be rejected, and then you know the abomination would be set up that would lead to desolation. And it says, 
Halfway through verse 27, and, and on the wing of abomina- abomination shall be one who makes desolate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this was interesting because I only just realized this when I read these verses. Sometimes they get a bit confusing to me, but there's a parallelism that's mm. happening here. Yep. And it's all based on verse 24 where it says, 70 weeks are determined for your people and your holy city. In verse 25, the first part's about the Messiah, second part about the city. Verse 26, first part Messiah, second part city, same with verse 27 mm-hmm, as well. Right. So that's why you only quoted the last that's half right. of those two verses. That's right. That's right. So this is what Jesus is saying. So, so Daniel predicted that sadly the Messiah would be rejected mm-hmm. by his own people. Like we're talking as a nation. We're not talking about individuals. We're talking about as a nation. Um, and then sadly the abomination would be set up that would be followed by desolation. So mm. Jerusalem would be destroyed and its temple would be destroyed. So when Jesus speaks of, you know, the abomination of desolation spoken of by Daniel the prophet, yep. when he says that Jerusalem will be surrounded, and you're going to read some scriptures on that, um, and we know that was by the Roman armies, then know that its desolation is near mm. and prepare yourself to move out of the city. Yeah. It's interesting too because this uh, this this desolation is also made mention of in chapter 8 of Daniel as well. That's right. Um, talks about how there will be a horn that grows exceedingly great and this power will, it says in verse 12, he cast truth down to the ground and he did all this and prospered. So that sounds like making truth desolate right mm, there. That's um, right. And then in the next verse there... You know, the, it's asked, how long will the vision be concerning the daily sacrifices and the transgression of desolation mm. and giving of both the sanctuary and the host to be trampled underfoot? In other words, when will the truth about God's sanctuary and his sacrifice be restored? Because truth will be trampled underfoot mm. by this power. And that's a whole exciting study. It is. It is. Indeed. So you made a connection there to Jerusalem mm-hmm. being surrounded that's right. by armies. That's right. And um, I like to just draw our listeners' attention to Luke chapter 21, which is the Matthew 24 version, I guess. Yeah, it's the parallel passage in Luke. Yep. And this is what it says in verse 20, the same verse. So we're reading Matthew 24 verse 15 says, Therefore when you see the abomination of desolation standing in the holy place, then let those who see flee. In Luke 21 verse 20, same rendition of that verse, he says, but when you see Jerusalem surrounded by armies, mm-hmm. then know that its desolation is near. Okay. So could it be that the abomination he has spoken of in Matthew twenty four fifteen has something to do with the armies that surrounded Jerusalem, which were the Roman armies that 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 introduced the abomination that led to desolation. Yeah. Now Charisse is smiling. That means she's got some good oil coming up. <laughs> well, I'm thinking you can bounce off this one, but but you we were in Daniel before because mm-hmm. Jesus said we should understand mm-hmm. what Daniel mm-hmm. said. And in particular in verse 27, he says on the wing of abominations or that word there means idolatry. <sighs> wow. Now, is that what it says in your Bible? It says on the wing of abominations and it says here in my notes, it says the Hebrew word used here for abominations refers to idolatry, which wow. is a serious form of rebellion against God. Wow. So idolatry is going to be set up. Uh-huh. An image. An image. <laughs> idolatry. And it says... In the holy place. 
Yes. Standing in the holy place. Yes. So now we've got armies, we've got idolatry, we've got in the holy place. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So maybe you can help me with a bit of history here. When an army went to war, mm-hmm. what did they do? They besieged the city. Okay. That's the first thing they did. They yes. besieged the city um, because people could only survive for a short period of time whilst they were besieged inside the city. Uh-huh. Because in ancient times, uh, people lived in the cities, as in that's where they slept yes. and that's where they did their trade and the marketplace. Behind and, big fortified yeah, walls. Exactly, yeah, big fortified walls, exactly yeah. right. And um, they were protected inside the city. However, outside the city is where they grew all their veggies. And often the water supply was outside the city. So if you came and you besieged the city and did not allow anyone in or out, a little Mm. bit like what we experienced with lockdown um, (laughs) not so long ago where people were locked down and, I mean, you know, you're at the mercy of of someone uh, providing for you your, your goods. You know yeah. your food and your and your and your water, especially in those cities. I mean, in China, yeah. you know, we know what happened in China. Um, it was all over the news where people were were literally locked down in their apartments. They were not allowed out of their apartments, and and um, the authorities brought their food to them and dropped it off at their at their doorstep, and they could just mm. open the door, pull in their groceries, and shut the door again. Mm. So they were besieged. They were very much besieged. <laughs> now, 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 what's taking place here? Um, or, or what took place in 70 AD, that's exactly what the Romans did. Mm-hmm. They did that on two occasions. Mm. Um, the first time was in 67 AD. Yep. They did that. Um, and under, oh, I've, got a, I've got a blank on the, here we go, in the fall actually of the year or the autumn, that's yep. in the Northern Hemisphere in 66 AD under Cestius Gallus. Yes. Um, the Roman legions you know, surrounded Jerusalem. And for nine days, according to the historian Josephus, it looked like there was no escape. God's people could not flee. So they were besieged for nine days in 66. In 66 AD. And it appeared that um, that the Romans were going to, you know, they were going to... Cut them off forever. Yeah, cut them off and they were going to, you know, just come through the city. You know, mm-hmm. everything was in preparedness, everything was ready. So the people were all stuck there mm-hmm. behind the walls. So that's what happened, and um, and that's what you're looking at. When you talk about the holy place, a lot of people think, well, is that like in the sanctuary? Some people think, you know, the holy place. We've got the holy and the most holy. Now, the reference to the holy place, as far as 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 far as the the Jews were concerned, um, there was a, a distance outside of the walls. Okay, outside of the walls walls of Jerusalem that was considered still part of Jerusalem, still part of this holy city. So the Roman armies came within that perimeter. Mm-hmm. So they were on holy ground, even though they were still outside the city. Yes. And so when, it, when Jesus says, when you see, when you see, you know, the, the abomination of Daniel, you know, the abomination of desolation spoken of by Daniel, standing in the holy place, this is speaking of the Roman armies that set up their idolatrous standards. Okay. And then we're going to talk about that. Okay, okay. So... It's interesting you're talking about besiegements because the book of Daniel begins with a besiegement. It does. And at the end, it almost looks like it's going to end with a besiegement with yes. the king of the north. 
Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, that's a whole other thing. But back to where we were. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We're talking about the besiegement of Jerusalem and how the Romans, when they went to war, they came with religious and military stuff. Yes, indeed. And on their stuff, their religious stuff, they came with these standards that had religious things on them. Um, what was on the standards? Well, on the standards, according to according to the uh, the interpreter's dictionary of the Bible. Um, the standard, the Roman standard contained an eagle. Uh-huh. The head of the eagle was facing right. Now, this is all very important. This so is very interesting. Very interesting. And if, if any bells ring, it's not by coincidence. Yes. Um, the wings were outstretched. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> the eagle had arrows in its talons. Wow. A golden wreath surrounded the eagle, representing the sun god Mithra, mm-hmm. whom the Romans worshipped. Roman legions placed the standards in the ground and bowed in worship before them. So this wow. is outside the city walls of Jerusalem. Yep. And according to Malachi chapter 4, verse 1, the Bible links the sun and the wings of an eagle together. Wow. So this is really, really interesting. And um, so, yeah, these, these Roman standards or these flags, you know, um, they had... They had what I've just described on them, and they were they were um, items for worship, and they were being worshipped um, by the Romans in honor of the sun god. So this was taking place outside the city of Jerusalem that was defiling the city because this was in the holy place that Jesus spoke of, which was outside the city because, like I said, um, I can't remember exactly the distance outside the city wall. It was still considered to be part of Jerusalem, part of, you know, uh, this holy city. Yeah. So to summarize, mm-hmm. <laughs> what we're seeing here in, in verse 15 of Matthew 24 is Jesus describing in the future before he comes that there will be a besiegement of God's people at the end of time and that besiegement will come through a union of political and religious power. Mm-hmm. Exactly, as it was in the days of Rome in 70 AD yes. when that happened or 66 AD as we've just discovered. If I could just um, l- go back in time. So if you go back to 586 BC, mm-hmm. all right, when when Jerusalem was besieged by the Babylonians, guess what they had? They had the eagle, and you can read about that in Daniel chapter 7. The eagle represents Babylon, and sun worship was very much at the very heart of the Babylonian religion. And you've got God's people who turn their backs on God Worship the gods of, of of Babylon. Sun worship was introduced into the temple. You can read about that in Ezekiel chapter eight, where they worshipped the sun. They had their backs towards the temple, the priests, and they worshipped the sun. And so that brought about the abomination, which brought about the desolation of Jerusalem in five eighty six BC. Wow. And that will happened again. And there's so much more to share on that. Our producers given me a few more seconds, which I. <laughs> Which is which I'm very grateful for. So what happened in 586 BC where sun worship was involved, idolatry was involved, the religious leaders were involved, the political establishment was involved, it was all involved as it was during the days of 70 AD and what took place there, which will be the same at the very end of time, which we're going to get to after the news and after some music. So don't go away because the best is still yet to come on this incredible Bible study. Amen. 
Troublesome times, times are here, filling men's hearts with fear. Freedom we all dear, now is at stake. Humbling your hearts to God, chasing the chastening rod. Seek the way, pilgrims trod, Christians awake. My Jesus is coming soon, morning or night, on and many will be their doom. Trumpets will sound, and all of the day. Dead shall rise, righteous me in the skies, I'm going where no one dies, heavenward bound. Well, troubles will soon be or happy forevermore, when we meet on that shore, free from all care. Rising up in the sky, telling this world goodbye, homeward we then will fly, glory to share. Coming soon, morning or night or noon, and many will be dead. Trumpets will sound, and all of the dead shall rise. Righteous me in the skies, and when no one dies, heavenward bound. My Jesus is coming soon. To Faith FM, positively different radio. The Breakfast Show, bits worth repeating. When you're in eternity, do you actually count it as time? No, okay. If a tree yes. falls in the woods yes. and nobody's there to hear yes. it, does it make a sense? Time exists in heaven. I am sick of people who don't understand <laughs> physics thinking that time doesn't exist in eternity. Oh, here we go. Of course it, it does. Because me. where there is light, there is space and time. There has to be. Because no. it takes time to get from one side of a space to another. But what if you create the light from one side to the other at the same time? We are beings of relative space. We are not omnipotent. Yes, for God, time might not exist because he's everywhere experiencing everything all at once. But we are linear beings. Time does exist no matter what context you're in, whether you live forever or not. 
time exists, okay? This is a finite linear being having a rant right now. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Speaking with great oh, authority there is, there is people who on things of which he does not... No, I know, I know. <laughs> How can you not know? This like, what do you think happens to us in heaven? We turn into big, like, timeless, bodiless blobs? Like, no, we're people. Join in each weekday morning here on Faith FM. Hey everyone, you're listening to a repeat of our live show, Looking Up. That's right, and if you think this is good, you'll definitely want to tune in on Wednesdays at 3.30 to join us for the live event, because you can actually participate. There's a free giveaway that you can claim, you can text in your questions and prayer requests. Live is so much more fun, so catch you then. This is Air News. Faith looks Hope you've enjoyed the show thus far. It's been pretty full on. We've had a lot to go through and (laughs) um, we're in the final leg, Teresa. Yes, we are. We've got our book here, Last Day Events. You want to get your hands on this book, Last Day Events. We still have some copies available. So text in the code word PRAY, P-R-A-Y, to 048817624 and that book will be yours. We will send it to you free of charge. Not much is free these days, <laughs> but this is what you want to get your hands on. This will give you so much understanding on where we are, where things are heading, how you can have hope, how you can have peace, and how you can communicate um, these beautiful truths with your family, your friends, your neighbors. The last day events, this book written over a century ago, well, uh, Yeah, the information in there comes from more than a century ago. It was compiled back in 1992. So, well, that's that's 30 years ago. Mm -hmm, 30 mm -hmm. years ago and uh, more relevant today than ever before, Sharissa. Amen. I love the subtitle. Last events and subtitle, Is Jesus About to Come? Mm, Indeed, and he indeed is. Code word, pray. Pray, so... Text us the code word and the book will be yours. Any comments, any thoughts, prayer requests, questions, text them as well and we will be more than happy to to engage with you. Mm-hmm. 0488-1762. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> All right. So where were we? We were talking about the um, Roman standards, I believe. That's right. Yes, yeah. we were. We were talking about the Roman standards and um, and what they had on them. Mm-hmm. And you were saying that some folk might, you know. Have some bells going off. Mm-hmm, some correlation. Well, certainly as I was listening um, to you read those things, I was thinking to myself, wow, this sounds a lot like the United States emblem, mm-hmm. which has an eagle on it. The wings are spread. It all talks about arrows. Um, yeah, amazing. It's got a circular sunburst breaking through the clouds. Yes. Um, you know, above the eagle's head. True. And yeah, it's interesting. It's interesting um, that it's so so similar. Mm-hmm. Do you think this is a coincidence? No, there <laughs> aren't coincidences like this when it comes to Bible prophecy. Yeah. Um, you know, someone once said a coincidence is when God performs a miracle and decides to remain anonymous. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Yeah. I like that. And um, so, yeah, so it's interesting um, that you have the similarity between the Roman um, eagle and the symbol on the standard of the Roman standards that we had 70 AD. And then 2000 years later, almost, you have the United States of America, you know, choosing to have this emblem. And that is really fascinating. And as I pointed out before our break, we have the Babylonians 
Mm. Um, prior to that, you know, some five, six hundred years prior to 70 AD, that also had, you know, the sun god as their as their primary identity and the idolatry that God's people got involved in back then. Mm-hmm. And so we know that sun worship, Sunday, and the opposite to that, the Sabbath, the seventh day of the week, is going to be prominent at the end of time. Oh, yes. Where do we get that from? Well, it's in the passage right here. It's in the passage. It's right in the passage here. And it's in Revelation 13. And it's in Revelation 13. We have the mark of the beast and we have also the seal of God. Mm -hmm. In Revelation 14, you know, the Father's name and in Revelation chapter 7, the seal of God in their foreheads. And so here, um, and we read it earlier, Matthew 24, verse 20, it says, And pray that your flight may not be in winter or on the Sabbath. Yeah, that's amazing. So those who... Uh, see the abomination of desolation, recognize the words of Jesus being fulfilled, are Sabbath keepers. That's right. They're people who are honoring God's fourth commandment as well. That's exactly right. And that's a great proof here right in the text that the Sabbath would continue to stand as a memorial to creation long after the resurrection of Jesus. A lot of people think that when Jesus rose from the dead on the first day of the week on Sunday, that that means that that's the day we should now keep holy. But mm. there is no injunction to keep the first day of the week holy in Scripture. Instead, there's just the seventh-day Sabbath that is the one that God said to keep holy. That's right. The seventh-day Sabbath that God gave in the very beginning to Adam and Eve. Mm-hmm. You find that in Genesis chapter 2, and that was confirmed at Mount Sinai in the Ten Commandments with God's very own hand. Yes. Um, he placed that in those tablets of stone from his very throne room, those, those original tablets. And... All the way through Jesus' ministry and, as you pointed out, you know, the early church. And this is 70 AD. This is four decades after Jesus is resurrected and goes to heaven. And he says the Sabbath will remain. Yes. The Sabbath will remain. So Sabbath and prayer, Mm -hmm. you know, go hand in hand. So the Christians were continuing to keep holy the seventh-day Sabbath. So I don't know if you want to go to to the history of of how that unfolded and, you know, where Jesus says, you know, when you see this taking place, then you need to flee to the mountains and don't go into your home. You you made some interesting comments regarding those regarding those verses. I don't well, know if you want to yeah, tap into that now. Yeah, in the break, um, we were chatting, Pastor Danny and I were chatting about verses 16, 17 and 18. Just to refresh our listeners, maybe we should read them again. The Bible says, Then let those who are in Judea flee to the mountains. Let him who is on the housetop not go down to take anything out of his house. And let him who is in the field not go back to get his clothes. And then in Luke's gospel, it adds, Remember Lot's wife. Mm, yes. <laughs> but in these verses here, I was, I was sharing with Danny just in the break that Judea means praise or house of praise. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. Um, Judea, if those who are in Judea flee to the mountains... On the housetop, that is often where people would go to pray. Well, that's where Peter was praying when he received that vision. That's right. That's um, a good point. Of the unclean, you know, the unclean the animals. He was on the rooftop. So he was up there praying. And then the last part here, those who are in the field, Jesus often referred to gospel labor. So sharing the gospel with mm-hmm. others. He says the fields are white, ready mm-hmm. for harvest, mm-hmm. the laborers of you. So mm-hmm. those who are out sharing the three angels' messages, sharing the everlasting gospel that needs to go to the whole world, that Jesus talks about in mm-hmm. verse 14, mm-hmm. those who are praying, seeking God personally for themselves, and those who are praising God, mm-hmm. looking up. Looking up indeed. <laughs> 
These are the people who will recognize the signs of the times, see the fulfillment of Jesus' words, and they will take their cues. When you see this, flee. Yes. Okay. So the question is, Sharissa, how are they going to flee? I mean, Jerusalem is surrounded by the Roman armies. You know, how on earth were they going to flee? Was it was it humanly possible for them to flee? Historically, is that yes, what you're talking historically. About? Yeah. So that was where you mentioned a really interesting fact of history: how the Roman armies came in '66. Mm-hmm. They were stuck for nine days, was yeah, it? Nine and days. Surprisingly, the army just packed up and removed. They did. Now, this is really, really fascinating. Really, really fascinating. Um, I'll, I'll try and keep this um, brief. But when the Roman armies mysteriously escaped, and Josephus, you know, he, he writes about it. He says that Cestius Gallus, um, who was the, you know, the Roman um, general at the time, he became an emperor. Um, after this, mm-hmm. he withdrew the Roman legions for what appeared to be no reason at all. So there was no there, there was no reason why he did it. They were they were on the verge yeah. of breaching the walls, overtaking the city, and you know because the the Romans had been on a mission. I mean, they didn't just go to Jerusalem; they were on a mission through Judea, quelling these uprisings that were taking place. We talked about mm-hmm. this, mm-hmm. I think, in our previous show where. You know, there were these false messiahs that were rising up and false prophets that were seeking to take over, um, you know, t- take over from where the Romans had, um, you know, just besieged them as far as, you know, they, the Romans had put this yoke upon the Jewish people and they wanted to free themselves. Mm-hmm. And so the Romans wanted to quell these uprisings that were taking place here, there and everywhere. You can read about some of them in the New Testament. And so they come to Jerusalem, and as we pointed out through Cestius Gallus, and um, and yeah, for nine days it looked like there was no escape; that God's people could not flee. Yep. So the abomination of desolation stood well, there for that's nine right. days. It was, it was set up. It was set up right there in the holy place, just outside the walls of Jerusalem. Then, mm-hmm. as I pointed out, for no reason at all. The Roman legions just left. They mm-hmm. ran for their lives, mm-hmm. and um, they were they were pursued by the Jewish army that was inside the city. They were pursued by them. So the Christians saw this as the sign that Jesus gave. When you see this take place, you're going to have an opportunity to flee. They saw this window, this open window, both the Jewish army. That was persecuting the Christians. Okay, they were all gone. So all the zealots, all the uprising, you know, um, individuals, you know, that were inside the city looking to resist the Romans, they all fled. They chased the Romans. So we've got the Roman legions. They're all running for their lives. They're being chased by the Jewish zealots and by the Jewish army. Guess what? There is no one in the city to hinder the Sabbath-keeping Christians from leaving. Wow. And so that's exactly what they did. So they left. And so as you pointed out here, um, Jesus said, you know, when you see this, you're not going to have, you're not going to have a long period of time before, before your opportunity is closed forevermore. So flee. Yes. Don't look back and remember Lot's wife. That's in connection with, you know, Lot's wife looking back. Um, as Sodom, and she became a pillar of salt, as the Bible tells us. So Jesus is like, don't look back and pray yes. that, that your flight is not in the wintertime yep. or on the Sabbath day. Wow. 
And that's exactly what they did. So all the Christians from Jerusalem, they took heed to the sign that Jesus gave. They saw the sign as clear as the noonday sun. They ran for their lives and They they escaped. Many of them to the city of Pella. Wow. In Jordan. The famed Jewish historian Josephus recorded that at least a million people died in the siege. Sadly. But not a single Christian. Exactly. Because they listened to the words of Jesus, heeded what he said. Exactly. And uh, that's why Jesus has told us as well. As we listen and study his word, we can be ready for his return. Mm, Amen. Amen. Now, Sharissa, people will be asking, well, what relevance has 70 AD um, got to to us, Mm -hmm. you know? And we talked about the the eagle standard on the United States seal. Yeah. What relevance, if any, yeah. does this Sabbath issue have at the end of time? Does it have any relevance? Any huge issue? relevance. Huge, huge relevance. relevance. And we've talked a little bit about it, but um, in previous episodes. Mm-hmm. But certainly, you might have a better way of linking it in. But I go straight in my brain to. Uh, Revelation 13, mm-hmm. which talks about two beasts, sea mm-hmm. beasts and an earth beast, mm-hmm. who form an alliance yes. where the earth beast sets up an image to the first beast, the sea uh-huh. beast, and causes or forces people to worship, pay homage mm-hmm. to the sea beast. Mm-hmm. So there's definitely an issue of worship. Then you read God's response. How is God going to counter the devil's war plan? God's war plan is Revelation 14, 6 to 12, and it opens with, Fear God, give glory to him, for the hour of his judgment has come. Worship him who made the heavens, the earth, the sea, and springs of water. Mm-hmm. That's like a copy and paste job from Exodus 20 in the fourth commandment. Mm, so yes, the indeed. Sabbath is right there at the heart of the crisis at the end of time. and God is calling his people to follow him, to remember him, to worship him. And the commandments are front and center. At the end of of time, once again, as they were when sin entered this universe and Mm -hmm. Lucifer rebelled, it was the law of God, the constitution of heaven that was front and center. See this, this And this will be front and center at the end in the nation that has the eagle as its seal. Wow. So basically, Matthew 24 is a dual prophecy. It's a dual prophecy. So so this prophecy here is given in, in sequential order. Um, yes. As we've already pointed out earlier, you know, it's it's one thing follows um, another. And so the next time we come together next week, yes, do not miss next week for the life of you. We're going to join every dot we we're can. We're going to join all these dots <laughs> and we're going to show how what happened in 586 BC when oh, sun worship was amazing. established and Jerusalem was destroyed, the abomination was established and destruction came, desolation yep. came, happened again in 70 AD. The abomination yep. led to desolation. And the same will take place at the end of time, beginning with the most mighty and powerful nation on the planet today is where it's going to begin. And then it's going to spread throughout the entire world where, where each person will have to make their choice and where there will be a division of two groups at the end of time that will prepare for the coming of Jesus. Amen. Well, that's an introduction for next week. Hopefully that's whet your appetite. Sit back now and listen to Sandra Enterman. Nobody knows me like him. We'll be back in just a little bit to finish off. In the beginning I never knew Just how much I really needed you More than a friend, someone I could talk to You've changed me in so many ways Nobody knows 
use me like you. You put your arms around me, you bring me through. And there's many times I don't know what to do. Though some know me well, still nobody knows me like you. My secrets to you I tell. You saw each time that I slipped and fell, and all of my faults, yes, you know them well. But you never turned me away. Nobody knows me like you. You put your arms around me, you bring me through. And there's many times I don't know what to do, though some know me well. Still nobody knows me like you. Walking in your presence is where I wanna be. You said in your word, you said that you would lead me. Yes, I love you. Oh, I really love you. I'll go anywhere as long as I know you'll be there. Those nights that I was afraid, I stood on the promises you had made. The way that I act sometimes I am ashamed, but you never turned me away. No, no, no. Nobody knows me like you. You put your arms around me, you bring me through. And there's many times I don't know what to do. Some know me well. Still, nobody knows me like you. Nobody knows me. Nobody knows me like you. You put your arms around me, you bring me through. And there's many times I don't know what to do. Though some know me well, still nobody knows me like you. Though some know me well. Still, nobody knows me like you. Though some know me well, still nobody knows me like you. Hopefully you enjoyed that beautiful song from Sandra Sandra Enterman. She's got an amazing voice, hasn't she? She does. Unlike my pronunciation of her name, <laughs> <laughs> folk. We are in the final uh, the final leg. Literally, we're halfway down the straight. More, more than halfway down almost the straight. On home and base. We're almost <laughs> on home base. We've almost hit the finishing line. And I hope and pray that you've enjoyed today's study. We've tried to keep it as simple as we possibly can. There is a lot of history. There's so much more we could share on that, Sharissa. Um, but hopefully today we've given enough uh, <clears throat> enough information, a bit of a bite size, wet people's appetite for where we're going next week. Mm-hmm, and um, mm-hmm. you were sharing something that was really fascinating. Do you want to just sort of share that regarding um, the the connecting points? 
the abomination of the oh, desolation. Yes. Um, I was just reading here. I had made a note in my Bible that I hadn't seen before, and it says the abomination of desolation is, simple definition, false worship inserted into the place of true worship. Mm. So um, we talked about idolatry before. Idolatry is an abomination to God. That's there are right. many Bible verses about that. So when we see idolatry, an idol, placed in the place of God's truth and mm-hmm. true worship, that's the abomination of desolation, and uh, we're going to talk more explicitly about that next week. Yes, we are indeed. So, folk, the when you when you join the dots, you connect the dots, you just see that history is repeating itself. You know, mm-hmm. the abomination was set up in the in the temple in the days of Daniel and Ezekiel. Sadly, desolation followed. Uh, you have Jesus, the Lord of the Sabbath, rejected sadly by the nation of Israel, uh, of Judah, I should say, in 70 AD, desolation followed. You've got the abominations that were set up by the Romans and desolation follows. And at the end of time, as, as Charissa has rightly pointed out, we have, we have the false day of worship established. That is idolatry, which will be followed by desolation. And we're going to discover how that will all come to pass in next week's study. So I hope and pray that you'll join us for that. Amen. And if I could just make one final appeal to our listeners, I would just back up to verse 15 where Jesus, you know, says, when you see the abomination of desolation spoken of by the prophet Daniel standing in the holy place, and then there's a brackets in my Bible, it says, whoever reads, let him understand. Mm. If you do not If you haven't ever studied the book of Daniel before, you really would love the experience. Mm, And we would encourage you to take your Bible, to contact us here at Faith FM even. We'd love to connect you with some study material because this study is amazing. And Jesus even said we should study the book of Daniel Mm, to understand it. Indeed. We've got a book or two left, folk, before we go. So the number, if you would like to have that book, Last Day Events, I'd highly recommend it. Then the number is 048-8817-624. The code word is PRAY, P-R-A-Y. Text that in and we'll send that through to you. Sharissa, would you like to have a prayer for, for all of us and especially our listeners as we, as we close out? Love to. Our wonderful Father in heaven, we're so thankful for the Bible. We're thankful for this chapter where we have the words of Jesus recorded for our benefit even today. And as we've studied, we've got so much more to study, but we thank you for your truth. And as we're seeing the pieces come together, Lord, we pray that we would be among those who at the end of time are looking up, Mm, looking to Jesus, praising you for what you are doing, thanking you for what you are doing in our lives, praying to you day by day, having a personal relationship with Jesus. And also, Lord, may we be about your business, sharing with others the hope and the comfort that we can find in Christ. I pray you bless all of our listeners. May you continue to bring them back to this station to receive wonderful messages from your word. Bless us, Lord, as we continue to look up, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen and amen. Thank you so much, Charissa. Thank you so much, Shanna. It's been great to have you there in the producer's seat. And um, you've been a blessing, as always, especially your testimony with the youth rush. And we're looking forward to the coming of Jesus as we rush to the coming of Jesus. So, folk, without any further ado, remember fear looks around, regret looks back, but faith always keeps looking up. Keep looking up. Till next time. Keep looking up. Don't give up. Don't give up. When there's pain deep in your heart Keep looking up, don't 
don't give up, don't give up Should the tears begin to start With a prayer all your cares He will cast into the depths of the sea His love is always there for me 